Hello and welcome to Office 14 of the Three Amigos podcast. I'm Mars, your host for tonight, and I'm joined as always by my Amiga Kali and my Amigo Hindo Monkey. Guys, how are we doing? It's been an interesting game week. Um, we'll, uh, let's start talking about it. Do we have 11 players between us? So... <laughs> Full of drama. Definitely do. Actually, I do as well. And can I just jump in and point out that not only do I have two clean sheets from Ailing, like back to back, but he actually <laughs> came off the bench with one this week. That's like got to be something like, I don't know, 12 times the amount of points that I've ever had from him. <laughs> well, let's let's you, look at the scores. So, have you used um, on your bench, Kylie? Have you got a have you got a third stub still marooned there, just in classic uh, Kylie style? That only you could still miss points achieve. on your bench this week. <laughs> um, I do, but it's only a two pointer from Kilman. Yeah. It was a surprise pri- surprise visit. So, no, in fact, uh, I don't I don't have any benched good points, which is yeah. As, as a Liverpool fan. And um, a um, Kil- uh, Kilman uh, second sub, knowing that the game against uh, what they called uh, Spurs game wasn't going on with Son, um, that goal was really annoying. That United goal. Yeah. Well, it was Brewster coming on for me anyway, so I didn't care. Yeah. Sorry, so yeah. Cool. So uh, let's look at the scores. <laughs> I think um, uh, whilst the game is going, I think uh, Hindu Monkey, you are about on. About I'm sorry. Six, six to four. Yes. Can I just interject here? We haven't had a pod since last week's scores, right? Yeah. So I feel that we should update everybody on last week's scores. Well, last time when I did last week's scores, no, you but told me why, covered, why? <laughs> because we covered them the previous time. We'd covered them. This time, no, we, didn't. We, we did. We, we did. Anyway, just it's important. Just do it, Mars. Okay, I can't remember my scores, but Kylie, I know you were top scorer, so go ahead. I was. All about it. I was. I was. You in fact, yeah, and it, it's the only time it's happened. And I was on top of Kings League and Rockstars League, so it was actually a, a miracle because there was Ailing and there was everyone. All of my absolute horror story people returned in like this miracle circumstance that will never be repeated again, I assume, because that's just what my season's like. But it was lovely before everything went downhill this week, of course. Fantastic. Let's get back to this week then. (laughs) (laughs) You are top scorer at the moment. Both my weeks uh, feature, as it happens, um, the same stars and the same and the same failures, Um, uh, albeit with this uh, game dangerously in the balance with only kind of a... 10 minutes kind of left of it but um you know my Leeds Leeds trio of uh which I I wild carded obviously last week um to a kind of middling kind of traditionally average score Bamford uh Dallas returned uh, and then obviously Rafina did the business along with those two again this week uh Fernandez ticks along as he always does McCarthy um glad I chose him over the Fulham goalkeeper which was one of my decisions on my wild card but then blanks everywhere else. Adams uh, has just kind of fallen off a cliff. Too many people on that train, um, sadly, now. Uh, Kufau um, and Bowen. All right, all right. We don't need to go the, player by player. You've got 64 points. That's nearly treble some of the people in the community. I'll go back to watching the pool game. Yeah. Can, you, can, you do hashtag, can you do hashtag, please, when you're talking about you? We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, yeah? Exactly. <laughs> and I'd also like to interject to say, like, um, Dallas you know, returned in the most understated thing ever because the difference between Dallas and Ailing right now is no one even wants to calculate the points difference between them. (laughs) Ailing has finally actually returned for two weeks. It's Dallas still like is Dallas the gift doubling. that keeps on giving. Yeah, is it still and, half Yeah, and what for me, like, coming, on, coming on to the second highest scorer, which is me, with 50 points at the moment, I think just just ahead of Don with with forty nine, uh, yeah. Dallas has been my best nice. signing on the wild card five, uh, wild card game week five, I think. But um, yeah, I'm not going to go through all the players. But yeah, I mean, it was a, you know I've got Captain Moore, but he's done nothing so far. But yeah, I think I'm on around fifty points, and I believe Don is uh, after me. And Cardi, I think you're also on forty nine, but you took a hit, which is why I, you're on forty five right now. I the believe. Yeah. Me- <laughs> 
Yeah. Right. Uh, for because this has been my saga is defensive injuries. Uh, yeah. I keep replacing them and they keep getting injured. And of course, it it seems to always be my double game week players defenders <laughs> were getting injured. Like it's first Chilwell now. I barely have Taylor for you know, eight minutes before I've completely destroyed him. Um, so yeah, I he netted me uh, minus three. Go Taylor. I accidentally played, um, sorry, I didn't save my team. I meant to play Johnston this week over Martinez um, in this move that was really based on the fact that Leeds like to shoot a lot. Johnston makes saves. I didn't think he would get a clean sheet, but I also didn't think Martinez would either. And uh, I thought that he'd, you know, make a few saves. Uh, of course, he didn't. And the FPL gods briefly shone upon me. Um, so I, I got the three points from Martinez. But I mean, everyone had Son out. I also had Sterling out. Um, so, you know, it was what it was. But at least I had a bench this time and one who scored or got points. So, yeah, that's yeah. first. Uh, Monkey, can you take us through the Three Amigos uh, live standing league, please? Yes, I can. Just let me uh, just let me bring it up. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I wanted to give a. Uh, oh, I need to minimise that window. Sorry, technology. Trying my best here. That's uh, yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> so there's now nine people in the uh, in, in the Three Amigos League who uh, have over a thousand points. Have broken that barrier. So I'm going to quickly run through those players. So uh, we've got Ole or nothing, managed by my God. I wish I hadn't gone all the way down to nine. Soro Brata Da, massive apologies for that clearly inaccurate pronunciation. Then we've got XYZ, Takumi Hurada, Hogwarts United, Caleb, Uber Nom Goals, Uber Nom Goals, anyway, um, Kobe Azimar, November Top 5, Coolio JR, Julien Rabal, Up the Ox, Ben Wyatt, The Sidings, managed by Christopher Chauvin in third, in second, The Hotspurs, Roger Booth down from number one, and Back on top spot is Matt Smith with cruise control. That's it, guys. Very, very nice one. Nice one. Really yeah. Uh, well done to all those. And um, yeah. Um, you, just, you just blatantly both just zoned out whilst I said that, didn't you? <laughs> well, no, I've just, I've just seen no Cardalo. Like, honestly, he's, he's just on fire tonight. Fair play to him. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what, a, what a save. So we're recording during the game. What a save. I mean, it was... It was centre, but he had to go down from from the corner, and it was uh, what to say. Fair play to him. You know what? Like sometimes you just have to uh, to sit and applaud or stand and applaud or whatever game. it is. He is having a great game. He's having a great game. Really. Um, so we move on uh, quickly to the um, to the rant, uh, my rant. So yeah, I mean, uh, look, I think uh, a couple of things. One is don't ever tell me ever again that FBL is uh, skill only. Um, talk to the hand. Uh, it's it's absolutely a mix. I've always thought it is. It's probably even more luck sometimes than skill because yes, you can have the skill and the knowledge obviously and do the research and the stats etc etc. But you you have no control of the game, so you are relying on luck. But what happened this week and for for some people who um, who just don't have um, the um, after wildcarding uh, and no games, etc., it was just um, really unlucky, to be honest. And um, um, yeah, there's nothing skill about it. I think Absolutely. you're the match. I am. <laughs> this is not a what? rant, is it? Is a no. Still the same whilst I'm watching the match. In the no, background. no, no. It's 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 it's, it's around talking <laughs> about basically people telling me that it's uh, it's all skill, but it's, but it's not. Well, um, my other rant was going to be about Lampard uh, blatantly lying because we missed last last week or never. Yeah, let's see that I hate Lampard. Yeah. You last five minutes of a of a match that so you can actually rant properly. Um, There's only no, four minutes left at this point. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's all good. It's all good. On your actual rant, I think anybody who has heard even one snippet about my particular luck this season could not argue that there is no luck involvement in a season at all because it's actually it's comical at this point, completely. Like, no, like how it's you know, no, it is, and, and it, it's, it's the thing is, is that it's this. This is only this. But providing this, you know, Newcastle don't pinch a, a late winner here, this will really be only my second 
good game week of the of the entire season. And both of those game weeks have been blessed by huge slices of luck. I'd love to say that, oh, it's because I've made a fantastic job. But both game weeks, I did nothing. I, in fact, I, both game weeks have followed disastrous game weeks. And in kind of rage, some people like, you know, Buna takes minus 16 when they're angry. I I tend to do nothing when I'm angry. I'm like, right, I'm just not touching my team. I kind of put myself in a I'm on strike kind of position. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, here it is. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's so, it, it's, it's so, so luck dependent this season more than ever. You know, you can mitigate that luck with some of your decisions, but, you know, the Spurs game and the City game both being called off, major, major assets in those teams. Yeah, this this game week has, has been, you know, this, this could be a, you know, you're talking 30, 40 point swings in mini leagues because of some of those decisions. And, you know, that's that's very hard to take for people on the wrong side of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's, it's uh, it could potentially be the planners that suffered the most. Those who uh, waited for the wild card, held as much as possible, uh, went with fixtures, bringing Kane and Son, planning for the free hit in game week 18, maybe bench boost in 19. All up in the air now. We we don't know. And actually, let's. It's a nice segue, monkey, or segue into uh, our main uh, yeah our main topic uh, of the evening, which is um, with everything that's happening, COVID, all these tier changes, all the, the the new variants, the spread, the postponements. Should we reassess our plans, guys? Should we be looking short term versus long term? Do we continue as we are? Do we? Yeah, do we do we approach transfers differently? So FBR underscore Dave, our friend at Globs Mug, asks, I'm thinking of BB419 is now preferable because it ensures build the bench with COVID rampant. That's got to be wise. Or with COVID, the risk of COVID in 19 is too great. So play the TC. It's kind of like the thinking of, of people now is having to change their plans. McTavius at McTavius is asking, so we're all just going to play week by week, right? Taking massive hits to get players from the six teams playing each game week. Obviously, it's an exaggeration, but you see his point. So, um, Kylie, tell us, have you uh, changed your mind or has your approach changed? And maybe remind us what was your approach before and if it has changed. Right. So my approach was uh, free hit in 18 and bench boost in 19. And I didn't have the wild card because that had been used earlier in the season. So I have been building towards... uh, getting my my bench sorted um now it's one of those funny situations where i am obviously changing my bench in order to facilitate a bench boost but in fact i have as previously mentioned have had a lot of bad luck with defensive injuries so i've had no bench so i as a result you know i've had weeks maybe not so not last week, but the previous few weeks, I kept coming into this situation where I'd be down to ten because you know certain players weren't playing and and as a result, there is a benefit for me anyway in having a bench as exhibited this week um by by fixing those issues and yes, I've been focused on transfers around game week nineteen teams, but those are you know we're, we're talking about Leeds, West Ham, Southampton, these are teams that their cheap players are doing well and that has rewarded me as a result. So, you know, while this week was particularly frustrating, I wouldn't say that I'm massively knee-jerking. The only only thing I would say is I think it's impossible to know. The COVID, you know, we're finding out hours before that matches are cancelled. You cannot pre-plan for that. So I would be just saying go in the direction that you want to go. If it's not completely changing um, up your team and you're not selling good assets, um, but really more than ever, leave your transfers till late because we we just don't know what's going on at the moment. Um, Monkey, tell us what was, because you're plan- you've already played your wild card. Yes. Do, yeah, do, you, do you regret I, I, it? Are you happy? How's your approach now for? Uh, well, I don't coming- regret it in the extent that I had to play it because it was the last bloody week. Last week. So, do you regret um, uh, holding it? Do you regret holding it? I mean, um, not really, because I didn't. I, you know, I think those who played their wildcast early didn't really benefit either. I think there was a very small window, probably around about eight game week eight or nine, which no one was really talking about using a wildcard. And if you used it then, um, you probably would have caught up some ground if you were where the kind of I think a lot of the bandwagons were. Um, still kind of gathering steam and you got a few price rises and a lot of players were fit 
for the last four or five weeks has just been an absolute crapshoot and it's just been so random and obviously then with this kind of uh, kind of game week coming so um no I don't really regret it Look, it is what it is you know I, I'm I, I love chaos as I've always said and whilst I obviously go in for a bit of forward planning so I I set up my wild card with view to as I spoke in my last pod um free hit 18 and bench booth 19 um but you, you've got to prepare to be you know to be to be flexible so you know I'm not going to cry over that we're all in the same situation um I embrace the chaos um will I still be sticking to that plan probably not um it seems crazy at this stage to you know try and get a bench boost and hope at all that I'll get 15 players out twice. That seems like a fantasy. Um, so it may mean that I do just a bit of a bit of a switch if those games do go ahead and I probably go to a triple captain. But, you know, there's a long gap between game week 17 and game week 18 where a lot may be decided from everything from, you know, kind of league kind of suspensions or pausing to rearranging of all these fixture pileups and stuff. So, you know, my advice remains the same. You've got to. I think this is the ter- this is the season where you can't long term plan, or you've got to at least accept the fact that plans are going to go away. So you know, stick to the kind of rule. Don't plan more than two or three game weeks in advance. Make sure you know you're not kind of tripling up, particularly on premium kind of assets from the same team. Uh, make sure your captain and vice captain is a split, um, and just prepare to be kind of good humoured about it because. You know, you're going to have game weeks where your luck is going to really run dry and, you know, you've just got to pick yourself up and get on with it, really. So, no, bring on the chaos. So, Yeah, and I just quickly would absolutely echo that. So what I didn't reference was whether my plans as such had changed, um, but I would completely agree. I think you absolutely need to, if you, particularly if you were looking at a bench boost, I think you have to be open to the fact that a triple captain might be better if double game weeks is still happening or, you know, maybe even uh, just kind of going with what you have and not playing it shit just because we we really don't know at this stage. And it does seem like a bit of a lottery and getting 15 out in the one week seems some sort of miracle situation. Yeah. 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 You know, the, the, the funny thing is, uh, and I agree with you, you know, like, in these situations, you don't plan too long. But actually, many people, many planners have not because they, everybody has been saying, don't focus only on the double. Look at the fixtures. Look at Spurs. And I actually was so close to bringing Kane in, yeah. uh, funnily enough, for KDB, which have made, would have made no difference. I was so annoyed uh, Tuesday night when, the K, when KDB wasn't playing. And then kind of secretly praying that also Spurs don't play. So I'm not do you know, like it's, it, it's a funny odd game. But. It's really strange, but I agree with you. I think in, in, in these situations, actually, what has made me do now is absolutely in this right now where there's so much going on in the winter and the chaos and maybe more games could be called off. I am definitely holding my, my wild card, my, my other wild card, because, you know, originally my plan, my, my first initial plan was to use it early. No way. I'll keep it for the next doubles. In fact... Right now, I'm not. I'm probably 50-50 on the free hit. It really depends. If more games are put in 18, like for example, Burnley United, um, and uh, with United having a double in 19, or if City then have a have a double in 19, I might just um, not, I might even save my free hit as well. Because I think, may, hopefully, the hope is later on in the season things will calm down. Weather, weather-wise, uh, as in, you know, it's not called the virus, hopefully will go down as well. Uh, vaccines, hopefully, fingers crossed, et cetera, et cetera. And then there will be shitloads of doubles. They I think the frustrating to. thing is from, from my situation and loads of people who've just wildcarded with my tactics is that I, I still kind of have to three hit in 18, uh, providing the fixtures are still as they are, because I, I've, gotten, I've got one player who played in that match because obviously everyone I bought in was for a double um, with 19. KDB is my only player who doesn't, um, who has a fixture that match. And as you've said, he, he may well be moved as well uh, to have a double. So, so I suppose that's a little bit, a little bit kind of frustrating. So, but as I said, you've just, you've just, you've just got to roll with it. And I think as long as you, you know, it's saving that second wild card, which I think is so important. I mean, there was people in yeah. meltdown and I saw, half a dozen people on Twitter saying that they, you know, they felt that they had to play their, their wild card, you know, now. And I just, I just, 
Sorry, I know, I know, I know. We go, we live by the mantra of it's your team and it's your situation. But I cannot possibly believe that you're in a position where you have to play a wild card now. I actually just love the fact that, um, and Mars, you kind of alluded to it there. But those, so those people who went against the grain of, you know, that advice to don't don't focus only on the the doubles uh perhaps while wild carding are the ones generally speaking who who were rewarded this week because it is all those big single game week assets that everyone was like oh you can't sell all of them you know your spurs your city everton um they potentially sold all of them because they don't have a double and they're the ones that all missed out on the fixture this week yeah yeah um, I so just think roundabout. There's pros and cons. Like absolutely. you only had the one um, PJ, and obviously now you you are trapped into a free hit 18 situation. But conversely, you you had the reward of not being loaded up on those single game week players that other people are. Yeah, no, yeah, I I, I agree with you both. But um, I think um, the one thing I definitely definitely now will not be doing is early transfers, and I want to. I want to try my best to roll. So I have two free transfers now, and I really want to roll transfers over. But I, I, my plan to bring in Robertson, for example, includes two, two transfers. But I need to think. I need to decide. I need to leave it literally last minute now. I don't care about price rises or, 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 or prices going down because I have um, with the plan that I have for them. And the fact that there's cheap players as well. It, it, it helps. So, you know, uh, the Rafinha and the Suchek and these guys are cheap to bring in for a double game. Um, and I'm, I'm using that. If I can't get Rafinha, I'll just get Suchek. I don't care. I know Rafinha is better. Uh, but I would rather save that 0.1, 0.2. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, the transfer over the 0.1, 0.2. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, to summarise, we're saying hold the transfers. Uh, watch out because, you know, the fixtures could drop any time. And the best person right now who's probably absolutely loving this is Ben Quillen because he absolutely uh, is the best at this and he loves it, loves the chaos. And he's sitting there laughing whilst we're all panicking because he's just making his spreadsheets. And absolutely, for you know, I've, I've been following the guy for the last maybe, I don't know, three, four years. And I would say 90% of what he says happens. He knows when the fixtures, when it's possible, when it's not possible, etc. And it's quite clear that later on, maybe game week 25 onwards, the City games might start dropping. There's a chance for game week 18 to have United Burnley, but we will know soon. But just wait and hold. Uh, we'll see what happens with the FA Cup, etc. So, yeah, I think uh, that's all we have for now. So, um, unless you guys have anything else, I suggest we go into uh, the questions. Anything else? Yeah? Cool. We had a ton of questions. Uh, Some were uh, uh, FPL-related, and some had absolutely nothing to do with FPL. Um, So we'll uh, we'll go through them. Uh, Who's the ballot? Uh, Boselli, uh, at FPL underscore Latex underscore. If City have multiple double game weeks in the next few, are there any good mid or forward options outside of KDB, Sterling and Aguero? So removing the premiums. Price, I think, could be an issue, or do we go double defence with Diaz and Cancelo Stone? So, Kylie, first of all, double defence or go attack? Well, I firstly, to address the initial part about going for attack outside the premiums, it would be a no for me. I think uh, both myself and PJ in particular have been burnt by looking at the Fodens and the Mareses and the Torreses, you know, like it, it just gets really, really difficult and it's actually not worth the stress. Um, so, no, I wouldn't be looking at any of them. Um, yes, City's defence has been the strongest in the league uh, recently, but I still think I'm not entirely confident enough to double up. I'm not actually confident enough to be tripling up or, or really doubling up on, on many teams at the moment. And I think it's a little bit difficult because we need to get the lay of the land with City and their COVID situation first and foremost, before we start thinking about reinvesting uh, or holding any of their players, given that fixtures aren't that far off again as well. Um, For me, I think I'd be happy with uh, holding one of them and reassessing the situation. If there is a double, do I want double defence? Oh, I'm not even sure I do, to be honest. 
I just I think he rotates and makes changes too much. You've got stones in there and you know, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. I think Diaz I think we can say safely Diaz is probably the more I mean look, you could do a Diaz and Edison if you want to go um, yeah, defensive. Because they have really good fixtures. They have really good fixtures in the in the blank game week eighteen. In double game week 19, even though it's a single, they've got Crystal Palace at home, they have Brighton at home in 18. And then until about 25, they have some really good fixtures. So investing in City is, is not wrong at all. It's just right now, they're letting us down. Yeah. And they're keeping clean sheets. And they have become this, they've become Liverpool of last year. One Win 1-0, 2-0, and then shut the game. Like people can't, uh, aren't able to score against you. Uh, but it is the rotation, absolutely. I would say, can, well, Cancelo at the moment, we, we hear he's got COVID. You've got Cancelo, Mendy, Walker, uh, gosh, uh, Ake, and uh, uh, Laporte is out of favour. But these guys are two ro- rotation risks for you to take a punt on them, um, even though like somebody like Stones is so cheap. But I, I just think it's too, too risky. Um, PJ, what do you think? Yeah, largely, largely agree with what with what with what Kylie said. Um, the the attack, I mean, you know, Aguero was mentioned. I wouldn't I wouldn't be touching him with a barge pole. The guy can't play twenty thirty minutes in one game, let alone kind of two in a week in, in a kind of potential double. I think I think if you're looking at a double, it's one of KDB or Sterling because we know that um, the two of them kind of both play. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, City's entire approach this season is, is one much more built on pragmatism. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's definitely the defence, particularly Cancelo. Yeah, he's got COVID, as you say, right now. But Cancelo and Walker are probably the two best FBL athletes yeah. you know, for Man City at the moment. And that's, that's probably where I'd look. Yeah. Yeah, on Aguero, it's an interesting one. I had Aguero uh, kind of like penciled in for 16. Um, no, it's for, for the period when City had, had um, easier games, but obviously he wasn't fit. Then I thought, OK, I can bring Kane until the free hit and hopefully Aguero gets you still the, the hope is he gets you want to see him hopefully now he's building using this period where they're not playing to build up uh, his fitness and then maybe see him get a couple of games um, under his belt but obviously now we only have one game before the, the blank definitely a punt uh, some people moved on it but it was too early and too too uh, expensive as well but I, like you, you say early but I, I realise, obviously, it's been a long-term sort of semi-recurring injury situation. Like, mm. right, he, he was barely back and then he was out injured again. But they seem to be very reticent about giving him minutes at the moment because he's seemingly been back for quite a while. Um, and he was sitting on the bench loads, kind of not coming on uh, at all. And then now he is, but he's getting very limited minutes. I don't know. He just seems to be, you know, wrapped in bubble wrap at the moment. Um, Yeah. I I wonder if it's just knee knee injuries at his age. Yeah. (laughs) This is funny. He's younger than than most of us. I know. But (laughs) But it's, and his history with knee injuries as well. I guess. Yeah. Thing like you've sort of talked for years about you know with the, the whole Jesus thing right um, about when is Aguero going to wind down and be phased out but I mean it kind of looks like now right like they cannot yeah, get maybe. to play any minute maybe uh, yeah I mean uh, look the fact that Torres, really is do, Torres is doing all right with Sterling I'm yeah. doing all right and then you know you got they 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 still winning okay not greatly. But Maris comes in, Ford didn't much chip in here or there. Silva's back playing now. He, he hadn't for a while. God, he disappeared off, off the face of the earth. And I don't mind that because I don't like him. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. It's, it's really weird. But yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I think KDB and Sterling are probably the two safest picks for, for the doubles or 18. I, I just think but Sterling's think had his rest. Expensive. I think uh, they're too expensive to have both until they start actually playing for more than one goal in a match. Maybe, but for a free hit, one game, I think... Oh, look, I think you'll do it on a free hit just because yeah. if it's free hit 18, because there's limited teams, why would yeah. you not have right? Mm. It seems easy enough. You're going to stack it with Spurs and you're going to stack it with City and then a mix of the rest. But I think generally speaking, it, it would be very difficult to have the two of them just because of their cost and you're hoping one of them gets a goal and then once that goal is scored and if it's not you know one of them then 
your option, you know, you're not necessarily going to get anything else out of it, which is not how we typically expect City to play. But mm, they've mm. consistently been like that now this season for quite some time. Yeah, whilst we're on City, uh, Niranjan at the Somanova. Carly, this is for you, so me and Phil can uh, can go and have a have a break. You just asked the question straight to you. Yeah, stuck with Diaz and Cancelo. Stuck with Diaz and Cancelo back in uh, on the double game week 19. How do I how do I sort myself out? I think we just touched on it, but if you want to yeah. specifically um, say anything else on having Diaz and Cancelo, I would hold. I mean, I'd you know. I think I I think would hold anyway until as close as possible to the next deadline, just simply because we need to know. But um, oh, you know, I I think you need a bit of news. I, I don't know. Can you can can you really justify holding two players? You know, what's their situation? The next game's only in, you know, a few days. They're back training so, now, so they're back training, and we believe the Chelsea game should go ahead. But Obviously, do we not believe Cancelo had COVID, right? So yes, yes. COVID, so can, yeah, Cancelo probably won't, won't be playing if it's true. I believe. Now I don't know. Again. It there wasn't confirmed. Other I don't think it's Jesus been confirmed. Walker, right? I no. think it was only Jesus and Walker that were confirmed. Yes, correct. And the rest is just kind of conjecture. There um, are rumours that Edison, Cancelo, and a couple others. So if Edison is, I mean, they don't even have a subkeeper. They, their subkeeper played one game in the cup and they've got Richard White. Uh, or No, maybe not. Is it Richard White or somebody else? No, Scott Carson sitting on the bench. You probably don't even know who Scott Carson is, Carly. That's no, how old the... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, to, it's just for the English quarter. They only have him for the English quarter. He, he did an article. He goes, you know, he's just like he goes, you know, you try and train, but you know, you're not going to play. I can only do my best, and hopefully one day I'll get a game. But you know, and I'm like, well, just Maybe. leave, mate. I'm sure, I'm sure a League Two club will sign you. <laughs> so don't tell me you're not Maybe enjoying the money day. that you're getting. <laughs> Maybe it's his day coming. Um, it's just too soon. So those those yeah. people who have tested positive for COVID are obviously not going to be able to play because this has just happened um so i think but for 19 they might be okay you know this is the thing of course then you need to decide yeah it's for for the double yeah it's for the double you can't carry carry two of them through several game weeks diaz will be okay i think diaz will be okay it's whether you hold cancel or not then it depends on your bench if you do have like a west ham and a Leeds, just play them yeah, not, but what so for example, Kufal just uh, or Sufal or whatever you pronounce his name, he's just had the rest. He yeah. was on the bench. He will play next what, game. But what happens then? So we had Fulham, Sheffield United, even though they played, um, and City, who all had outbreaks this week. So what happens ahead of the next one when some other team is revealed and we've got that? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you have both Diaz and Cancelo on your bench. Um, because you're not sure of the situation and you're fielding your other three, well, then you're potentially down to 10 men. So would look to sell, honestly, I would look to sell one because you're talking about holding them both in the hope that City get a double game week in 19 when you've no guarantee on that at the moment. It seems quite logical for them to do that, right? So they don't have crazy build-up. But we actually just don't know at the moment. And I think you need to try and go with some degree of certainty just to get through this very rocky period given COVID and the numbers in the UK. Yeah, no, fair. Uh, just, just to, just to, for the other side of this, I've seen some, some arguments saying if I have two city defenders, they probably get the same points in 18 and 19 versus a one double game weaker in 19, if not more, if they keep two clean sheets. And City are highly likely to keep clean sheets against Brighton and Palace. So I see, I, I completely agree with your point of view, by the way. I'm just saying, I think for those who wildcarded and now have a, a potential uh, playing bench because they're going for bench boost, if you do have strong players like a Leeds, a West Ham and a Burnley, if it's not Taylor, I can see why you're tempted to hold, especially if City do play against Chelsea. So let's say Diaz plays, so you're only resting Cancelo and you're hoping that your other players play and then he comes back for 18 or 19. But I completely agree with you on the short term, as we've just talked earlier, you assess the situation on Friday and maybe sell Cancelo for someone else. Uh, it's, it's not easy and whichever way you do it, it could backfire, but I can see both, both sides. Um, Monkey, I'll come to you with this one. Uh, Jonathan Strike at J Strike 1. 
Are Leeds defenders worth investing with the upcoming double game week and getting attacking return? Is Strujic at 3.9 back in the team? Um, I don't know about the uh, injury. of um, is, it, is, it, is it Cooper who's out or is it... Um, Cooper's, uh, Cooper, uh, I think Cooper... I, think Cooper's out. I don't know. I haven't checked, but um, I, don't, I don't think it was serious. And I know that... No, uh, I, I mean, you know, so I think back. for a short-term punt, but I would expect Cooper to be back for kind of kind of game week uh, where they play in 18, do they? So game week 19 is a long way away, you know, mm. three or four weeks away. So I, I think, no, at this stage, like I said, my advice would be you've got to play, you've got to play next week and then worry about 18 or 19. I think, I think further down the line, I think it's a decent, it's a decent punt if, if you want to, if you want to go for it, but I'd probably try and find the extra cash and, and get Dallas or the, um or the other flying fullback whose name I can't pronounce, Alioski or, Alioski, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but Lee, I mean, Lee, the thing about Leeds defenders, I just, they just could give up so many chances. And yeah, they've kept, a, you know, what they kept five clean sheets now, which seems, seems incredible. And it does. And, and, <laughs> you know, Dallas, we were speaking about him, you know, earlier, but it's not like, you know, you look at him and, you know, he's become a kind of heroic figure, this, not for Kylie, obviously, but this season. But, you know, he's not like a kind of, you know, you look at a, like a, a Lundstrom or, you know, a kind of Ramsey um, of a pastor or a Mido and sort of stuff. It's like um, he doesn't really he doesn't really do anything. He, he scored one wonder goal. But apart from that, all his returns have just been so bizarrely fortuitous by, you know, crosses going in the goal. He's had three assists, which have all been like five yard passes. And then the players have scored wonder goals. It, it's just and leaves keeping clean sheets despite giving up like more chances than anyone in the league. It's. I, I just, you know, I'm not getting rid of him. And he's slowly made his way from third sub to second sub to first sub to actually getting in my starting 11. But, you know, I just don't think it's sustainable. So I think, you know, kind of going now thinking, God, I really want to invest in the Leeds defence. I, I think it's a high risk strategy, certainly. The Leeds attack, yes, yes, there's a lot of cheap options in that Leeds attack Cross all that front line. That's definitely uh, a neighbour city there. But their defence, yeah, you know, Leeds fans will, you know, cry blue murder as they always do. But I, I you know, they're going to concede so many goals still. Yeah, interesting. Um, well, so I bought Dallas in game week five, and he's got me nearly sixty points, and that's over what twelve, uh, eleven. So let's say about. <clears throat> yeah, average of just under six, let's say, um, roughly, if, I, if I'm calculating right, if it's 11 games, I can't, or the, the, the points. Um, I, uh, I actually think about it the other way, uh, PJ. For me, he's a starter. No matter what, I just don't think about it. He's, but I'm the kind of person who has a really, I have Mitchell and Kilman on the bench. Now, I need to change one of them because I know both will not play again. I got lucky this week. Um, I have Brewster who plays, comes on and goes. So, I have a really, I don't want any points on my bench. Uh, and if I change them, they will be at a max to a 4.5 or maybe a 4.4 like a Loughton or, or something like that or, ba, or ba Buena or someone who I know might come in and play. Um, so for me, he's in the team to play. Look, nobody would have guessed that Dallas uh, would score against United when they lose 6-2. So I just put him in. I don't, I don't have to think about it. They will attack. Yeah, I know. Okay. But Mars, you have Dallas, so it is a, it's a different situation. Like obviously, if you yeah. have him, that's great. But coming from a slightly different perspective, as a tortured ailing owner, okay. So if you have Dallas, fantastic. It's really hard to justify swapping, right? Even though Dallas just seems to be the miracle man who keeps getting loads of points, but like those defenders have been getting some attacking returns, right? Mm. And Ailing is obviously the dud of the bunch, right? <laughs> no question. But the reality is, aside from the two clean sheets this week, I was running on a net total of two points in my actual team for six appearances, mm. okay? Like, that is what that defence, because that's based on the defensive returns, that is what that has yielded in that period, So uh, aside from these last two game weeks. So you... You can't rely. I know they're cheap, right? And if you have Dallas, amazing. But you can't rely on that being completely sustainable, as um, as PJ said. So I think it it just becomes a little bit. There are other cheap teams 
who are getting more consistent defensive returns. Like, look at Southampton. Bednarak has been glorious the last couple of weeks. He's getting bonus and everything, right? So there, there are other similarly priced options who are more consistent for the defensive returns at, at that kind of price. If you I have mean, to, we, yeah, I mean, we could say it's not sustainable or maybe it's just Leeds. I mean, it's unlucky for Ailing. Yeah. Ailing should be playing right back at the moment. He's playing center back because yeah, but even when he was playing right back, he just is a tease anyway. Yes. Agreed. Dallas is playing uh, at opposition. Dallas is playing center mid right now. Uh, and he's the one and like, yeah, of course, some lucky assists. Absolutely. Two, two or three goals. I think now he's got, um, I don't know. I just think, yeah, but, but I, the thing is with Leeds is I completely agree that, that uh, absolutely their attack is brilliant because you can just, you can tr- triple up on them. Uh, you know, you can go Rodrigo, Bamford, if you really want, and Rafinha, or at least double Rafinha and, and, and Bamford. And there's nothing wrong with that because they will just attack teams and they will concede goals and also score goals. It's, it's just that's, uh, I think there was one, they had one nil nil and that was against Arsenal somehow. Um, yeah, look, I, uh, I see both your points. Um, I, I guess if you don't have them, yes, there are teams that are a bit more uh, kind of like likely to get you that clean sheet. But there's that exciting lottery with Leeds. So, and if you want to have fun and an exciting player, just Dallas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dallas is one because it's just ridiculous. He he comes out of points out of nowhere. Honestly, it's quite I hilarious. <laughs> right. Uh, let's move on. FBL four at United fan ninety six. Hope you all you all had a. Good Christmas. Thank you. We did. And congratulations, Kylie, on the awesome news. Well, thank you. How do I go about shooting up the ranks? Ranked around 1.5 million. Well, you're in good company and aiming <laughs> to be 100k at the end. Well, 100k is, not, is doable. Uh, differentials don't seem to be working at the moment. Will following the template get me there? So, look, let, let, let me start with that one. <clears throat> so, I think we all, the three of us, are uh, kind of like not, not happy with where we are even all in different positions three, if this question had come three game three game weeks ago I would be in the same position as you uh, the first thing I would say is stop looking at rank look at overall points because it's so congested I know it's not easy we all do it so I, I also look but I look more I'm more interested in how many points I have how many points away am I from the next person um, now I would say if you think Son KDB Salah uh, Fernandez is the template then it's a bloody good template. Go for it. It's actually only about, last time I checked, it was 3% that on all these four. That's what I did. I decided to have them all, so I'm not switching between between premiums. And I had Grealish. And that has shot me up. Uh, and now I checked because of this question, not to rub it in at all, uh, 550K. So um, it worked. That That's the last three game weeks, I believe. And uh, it's nice to have um, consistently... Above average scores. So you have to look against the average. Yes, it might be this game week might be a low scoring 40. But if the average is 25, you did brilliant. Um, Because I know, Monkey, you were saying all the time, we score 60, but still a a red arrow. But that's probably because the average is so high. So you just have to aim to be above above the average score of the game week. Um, And I think it's doable. There's a thing about template and there's Twitter template and real template. Please don't be so sidetracked by Twitter thinking it's a template. We are a small percentage of the 7 million that play. And um, for example, KDB is only 20% owned. But if you look at Twitter, it's probably 100% owned or maybe 23%, whatever. Not as high as as normal. So I would say uh, go with, um, if differentials are not working, go with the the ones that you know. I've, I've decided to go with Talisman or the best player in every club where I can. So that's why I decided to have that strong midfield. Kylie, monkey jumping, guys. What, what do you think uh, FBL Fool should do? Kylie, do you want to take it first? No, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm drowning at 2.8 million. So, I mean, <laughs> don't, don't bring in the players that I bring in is generally my advice at the moment. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think Mars has largely covered it. I wouldn't invest too much energy in trying to be differential at the moment. I think that if you have form players who are key players in their club, you know, your somewhat seemingly boring picks like Bruno, um, then then go with them. 
and captain the, the sensible option because sometimes we invest too much time in trying to be differential when actually we should just go for quality and that can really help us propel further up the rankings. And then when you're in a position of strength, you know, maybe that's the time to start considering what else you can do. Yeah, nothing to add, really. I think that was a nail on the head there, yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, um, there, our friend Dave, uh, Club Smug, um, I mean, I don't even know why he asks this question. Mane or Salah, we all know that he's got Mane, so I think he's just trying to tease us, to be honest. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't listen to the podmars. He's just, <laughs> just, you know, he's just, he's just a, you know, he's just a lonely old man. Right, I would say, I would say this I'm is kind of last question, FBL related, some might have something. FBL Andreas, what is going on with El Ghazi? We'll start with that one. Monkey, what do you think is going on with El Ghazi? Well, he's, he's scoring he's, he's, Yeah, he's scoring points. He's, he's, he's basically the player um, uh, I, I thought I was buying when I bought fucking Ross Barkley a month ago and injured him. Um, so it's, it's a little bit frustrating because, you know, it was a position which I thought it was the way into the Villa attack. But anyway, let's not be bitter about it. Luck and all that. Um, you know, he's, he's a great, um, you know, he's a really good asset. Um uh, I just you know, people are holding, you know, kind of Grealish uh, grudgingly. You can understand why, because he's one of his great players. player, great looks player, so dangerous every game, creates scores. But he's also he's also a very frustrating player. He, he, he's petulant. He picks up bookings as well. So he's one of his players you've got to accept. He's going to get ten or twelve every third or fourth week, and then it, but he's going to have a couple of ones in there as well. Um, I think Elgazi is a really a really good option. He's on set pieces. He's obviously on penalties, but he's playing really well. It's not just a one trick pony. He, he looks he looks lively. I mean, you know, Villa have you know away from fantasy football, um, you know, you know, Villa have not really slowed down in a way that a few people no. thought they thought they would do. Um, know, have... They're obviously not kind of top four contenders, but but they look like a team but who are going to be well really positioned. Right? They do, they do. As a as a treble uh, Villa owner, it's. It's interesting watching them, and when they're on fire, you get shitloads of points. Like uh, against West Brom, for example. Yes, and actually, here's the thing: I'm, I'm thinking of keeping him. You've got I might your go three five. I might, I might, I might go three and brace against Arsenal and some other goals. I might go three five two and keep him on the bench for the double. <laughs> They've got good fixtures, and he's so involved, and he will always play because they have no other strikers. They are desperate for strikers. Uh, but yeah, now um, the Justice other thing that. Vassalaf. Get him back. Get him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, FPL, uh, okay, I'll come back to that question because whilst we're on uh, Mr. Uh, Grealish, uh, we had an interesting question um, about him. Grealish, uh, Kendo at uh, McDowell Ken. Does he grease his scarves so players slide off him when he's drawing fouls? Yes or no? Traore style. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. that, was, that always bugged me, the whole Traore thing. Surely, it's I mean, true, he, he said it. They, they, they say that they put Vaseline on his arms. Cheating, right? I, don't oh, know. I know you're not supposed to grab you by the arm, but it still seems like it's weird. People do, so he puts Vaseline, so they're not, it's not cheating. I think it's fair. I think it's okay. absolutely fair. Uh, there's a follow-up question from United Fan 96 on Grealish. What, what's he wears that, driving or diving, monkey? <laughs> <laughs> well, well we, I think he's better at diving. He's good at evading people. Um, well, maybe part of his skill in diving is the fact that he actually greases his calves. So, you know, he kind of travels further. It's more dramatic. <laughs> Morpheus Fire says, follow-up question. Does he grease his hair too so he looks more like a prick in order to wind everyone up? <laughs> There's not much love for Grealish at the moment. Um, no, I don't. Well, maybe he does. Um, right, I'm going to go back to <laughs> FBL Andreas asks, "What can you eat? Not eat on a pizza?" Now there has been a huge debate in Lynn. our DM groups uh, and on Twitter because of some weird pizza with pineapple and curry sauce and banana. Kiwi. There was kiwi as well. <laughs> so we skin <coughs> on, skin on kiwi. Yes, yeah. that was, I forgot to point that out. The very rough <laughs> actually just took it to another level. There shouldn't uh, be hair in your food, right? What would you like, say is the so? Would you say that was the worst pizza that you've seen with banana and pineapple? It, it looked so disgusting. I mean, before you even get into the intricacies of of how those foods don't 
in any way complement each other. It just looked so disgusting. If, if I was, if I was put on my plate, that, that picture which Crate Digger did with Harry Kane. Yeah. It was, honestly, I, couldn't, I, I had to like delete the image. It was just horrible, horrible. <laughs> I, I don't want to think about it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not in strong enough a place to be able to. Yeah, for me, for, for me, pineapple is bad enough. To add banana onto a pizza, like, I mean, I never like banana, banana bread, let alone, so, yeah. I don't mind banana by itself, but in food, no, nah, mate, no, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> Morpheus Fire, which team is most likely to have a COVID-compliant sex party and which team least likely, other than Man City, Monkey? <laughs> <laughs> what was, which, uh, this isn't a sex party question again, is it? I think we banned these. It's after ten. Okay. Um, uh, which team is most likely? Club is yeah. most likely. I think you know, you know, not to pile on Grealish again, but uh, you know, he's he's somebody who, you know, he's, there's no way he's not been at a sex party. Um, <laughs> you know, no way, no way. Other clubs, you know, Leicester, you know, Jamie Vardy, you know, I don't, you know, oh, I he think loves it. Party's clean, but chat, chat shit, get back. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't be sure. Um, you know, Man United, no, no chance. Liverpool, no one wants to go there. Man but... United, no chance. <laughs> you see that Pogba? Come on, come on, Jesse Lengard. They don't drink. Pogba doesn't magnet. drink. Mate. He's very. Yeah, but Jesse Lengard is a babe magnet. He's only sixteen. He was <laughs> coming up. <laughs> right, let's move on. Loaded with. Yeah. Um, Lynn, our friend Lynn, who we just talked about. Kylie, this is for you. If you were stuck on a desert, uh, deserted island with just one more person, would you choose Watkins, Trossard, Ailing, and I added Dominic Carvert Lewin, and why them? Right, so I did give this a lot of thought because this is obviously an important question. And I, I can't think of five men that you hate more at the moment. I, yeah, yeah, right. No, well, actually, here's the thing. It, it really was a case of these are the most hated creatures in my life. Like, they don't even know me, and the fan of my <laughs> field collectively is quite astounding. Um, so in de- it, what I had to do was I actually had to review their height, right? Now, it turns out that Calvert-Lewin is, in fact, the tallest by about two centimetres over Ailing, and I can't choose him because we know why. So Ailing not only because, you know, I've softened a little bit towards him after two weeks of some points, and also he's tall enough to potentially help reach coconuts, right, and I need sustenance. So that's it. Trossard's just waiting. <laughs> so it's not, the man bun. it's not the man bun. No, well, he does look like he'd fit in on an island. You know, I guess he's got yeah. that going Yeah, on. yeah, he does um, look like but a he character for Moana. That's why yeah. he, he gets the pick. Or, 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 you know, we could just feed him to, to sharks or something. If he, <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Lynn goes on to ask me, will Nico and, Re- and Reese Williams now be viable FBO options? No. I think between Reese and Phillips, we'll see changes. Is it true Liverpool is unlikely to buy a centre-back? We could be here for half an hour if I rant about us, uh, uh, rant about us not buying a centre-back. I think it would be suicidal. Um, I think we should have one ready already, and I think they should come in, gel with the team, because Matip needs replacing. Phillips will go, so bring somebody in right now. It's a lottery, but it's a lottery that I'd rather take a part in than not having anybody. We are a fab Benio injury away from deep level crisis that is worse than uh, Mitchell deep uh, bench in FBL terms. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's it's really going to be down. I think if we don't sign a centre-back, um, we could blow the title. Personally, right now, it's, it's wide open because of everybody dropping points. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's how for me it's uh, that, that's where I stand. Monkey Lynn asks you, how much snow must there be for a game to get cancelled? Well, yeah, uh, I mean, not not as much as uh, you know she has to enjoy in Norway, but um, but yes, uh, generally, Lynn, um, uh, today's Premier League grounds are well equipped with underfloor heating to uh, make sure that grounds are not called off due to snow. Yeah. So there would have to be quite a lot. Normally, yes. they're only called off for fan safety concerns. Correct. That is uh, not of an issue these days because our country is now the plague. Correct. Absolutely. Um, one Step FBL. At One Step FBL, uh, so that's the last question. When were the most chaotic game weeks in FBL you guys been through? So I thought about this and there's definitely one for me. I don't know if you guys, Carly, I don't know if you'll remember this. Monkey, you should. Tevez was at City. I can't remember when. But there was shit, shit, loads of snowstorm up north. Loads of games got cancelled. 
I remember this because it was a Monday night. I was playing poker and I had Tevez as captain and he scored a hat-trick for City. And getting 30 points when, nobody, when most teams did not play was absolutely fantastic. Like we, had, we had, at that time, about five, six games get cancelled. I remember that because, I had, like I said, I had Tevez as captain. Monkey, do you remember that, that game? Yes, I, uh, yes I do remember it. And actually, funnily enough, benefited in very similar, very similar ways. Um, uh, I can't recall um, whether I, I captained Tevez or, or anything. But there's, there's, there's about two or three occasions where there's been big call-offs. And generally, uh, for someone who's, who's, you know, I don't consider myself the, the luckiest slash most skillful of fantasy football uh, kind of managers. But when games tend to be called off, I, I I tend to kind of benefit from them. Mm, I've like, this mm. game week quite significantly. Um, and yeah, I remember definitely that. I remember getting, um, you know, kind of five or six players out in the kind of two matches that were on and they're just being mass cancellations. And then I also remember that was also, I remember um, my team was well set up further down in the season for all the, um, uh, it was before chips and everything, but, um, you know, where you really have to meticulously kind of plan your players for the doubles and kind of hope they didn't get injured or sort of stuff uh, and absolutely smash out. So it was one of my best ever FPL seasons. I think it was actually my best ever FPL season. Yeah. So, yeah, remember it very fondly. And, and yeah, I'm uh, you know, pleased to, to some extent. I'd rather we weren't at the backdrop of a pandemic, obviously. But like I said, I do think this the kind of chaos and confusion just, just does when we all take a step back and have a breath, it does make the game a lot actually more more interesting and just mixes up a little bit. Absolutely. But Tony, do you have any players memories? As a yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, I, I wasn't playing that. So I, I started playing at the 2015-16 season, so the Leicester season. Mm. Um, so uh, to be honest, like the, the COVID, larger COVID situation would be the most crazy thing I've seen. Uh, it, there's been extremely rare cancellations um and and they're pretty much like i think there was like maybe one weather cancellation that i've seen but otherwise it's pretty much all just been covid craziness over the last you know first half of this season and the the last half of the the last one uh general chaos has just been misfortune right (laughs) (laughs) like interference yeah yeah Cool. Uh, that's all the questions we have. So let's move quickly on to captains and transfers. Monkey, I'll come to you first. Having you played your wild card, what's your moves? Um, well, I think having had a quick look, um, I'm obviously going to be waiting to the, to the last minute on Friday to see if we hear any more about the kind of Fulham, uh, Fulham Burnley and City Chelsea games, not to mention any other matches that might be affected, particularly any kind of play down in London where things seem to be particularly bad at the moment. Um, but I think I'm going to probably stick. Uh, with with the plan that I had earmarked for this week, which was De Bruyne and Brewster out for Kane and um, and Suik. Um I was potentially not going to do that if Kane had performed poorly tonight. He's been pretty tired, but now that he's going to have had a full rest, playing Leeds, um, the only thing that's holding me back is, uh, you know, potentially I could have, well I, well, I would have, I wouldn't move, I'd have four players in that match. And then I'd have four players in the Liverpool Saints match as well. No, sorry, five. I've got McCarthy as well. So I'd have nine players in two yeah. football matches, which after what we've endured, feels like insanity. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I- I'm not sure I can trust my triple leads um, to go to, you know, White Hart Lane and-, and kind of smash them. So I think I probably will stick with them. I'll probably bench Dallas again. And then, you know, uh, wait for him to come on, as he as he always does. Um, a captain will, will be Kane, definitely, if I get him in. If I don't, to be honest, I look at it, if I don't, it's a real toughie because Salah it looks in awful form um, uh, suddenly, although we know he can turn it on in a second. Um, Fernandez looks absolutely knackered. Yes, he can turn it on in a second, but Man United play in bloody two days' time. I remember there literally isn't anybody else in my team I can possibly captain. I'd probably have to captain Robbo or Trent Alexander-Arnold next. So um, I think I'll be bringing, yeah, Kane and Suik in. And at the moment, until anything changes, I'm going to be sticking to the plan. Three hit 18. And then, like I said, I might change to triple captain 19 because bench boosting seems a bit a bit. Insane. So Kane and Suik for who? For uh, De Bruyne and uh, Brewster. <laughs> OK, cool. It's the exact same... Uh clan or maybe Rafina for for me but yeah go ahead yeah I was just gonna say for me it's it's Sterling and Brewster um 
And it's kind of annoying because like I had thought about, well, it's kind of, I don't know, this week being what it was. I could have got rid of Sterling this week, um, but I decided to delay it because I just wanted to mm. get a little bit more information. Um, but yeah, it is Sterling and Brewster who, who will be going, but I have yet to decide what combination that would would end up being as in would I go for Kane I do have Son so I'm not sure that I want the two of them um just longer term um mm. obviously I think the two of them at home to Leeds is a very compelling option given what Leeds are like um and I'd be tempted to captain Son there uh for for the same reasons that PJ mentioned I, you know I'm just not completely sold on very happy to have Salah and Bruno I'm I'm just not loving either of them as a captain option this week. It, it's a tough game at Leeds game. We and I benefited from having a lot of players in the Man United Leeds game, and I said I said on this pod I said I think that game's going to be wide wide open, and it was. And I don't have the same the same confidence of, of no, Leeds agree. being a four three or a five two. Um, you know because we know what Jose's like, and obviously mm. Leeds tighten up a little bit. I, I could, but it's the thing about Leeds is that you look at them and they're so hard. It's so hard to think of a plan because they're like they're like they're like rampant rabbits. It's like you know, how do you really kind of shut them down? They they don't really have the kind of tactics kind of per se. They're just they're just absolute energy. They just need like, to score more than them, right? I, I think well, yeah, exactly. And we know that they're going to create spaces. So Son in particular, I kind of I kind of rather have Son for that match because leaves right. leaves so much space in between the full fullback. So I may still get Son instead of KDB. Um, so I'm not fully sure. I just also wanted to quickly interject with with uh, latest news from Ben Krellin, which just kind of shows how quickly plans at the moment can kind of think about. I was, you know, obviously just saying how, yeah, probably maybe triple captain rather than bench boost uh, would be safer in 19. But, but he's just tweeted that Spurs are now going to have a double game week um, in game week uh, 26, um, which will be... Uh, Either Burnley and Fulham at home, or Burnley and Southampton at home. Um, so that that looks like a kind of triple captain, you know, for Son or Kane, who we know play every game, um, rather than kind of trying to kind of bench boost in what will be a much smaller week as things stand than game week nineteen. So yeah, you know, that's triple captain Greenland really. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, maybe I, I don't think I'll be bench boosting in 19 just because I don't have the the players, but um, I'm happy to captain one of them and bench boost. I think look between the triple captain, you need to remember the triple captain. If people captain, let's say people, everybody captain Kane and you triple captain him, there's one more lot than what you would get. Uh, obviously, if they go mad, then it's it is you know the ratio. But then if you're bench boosting versus a triple captain, if you bench as well, you could actually, you know, at the end of the day, it could end up to be the same, etc. I, I wouldn't waste too much time thinking about it. I think don't decimate your team to do one versus the other. Go with what you have um, and, 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 and uh, plan on the, the place that you have or, or what makes you feel comfortable uh, around it. Um, my moves, potentially KDB and Brewster for... Um, Kane and uh, Rafinha but I'm not sure yet I'm going to wait last minute uh, could be that I'll bring Robertson in for Taylor who's injured and uh, KDB out and not go for Kane um, for now let's see uh, if I don't go for Kane I might captain Son I'm not, I'm, I have no issues captaining um, uh, Fernandez uh, at home he just seems to always get points. Uh, it's a tricky one next week if you don't have if you if you think Kane is the answer. But I think Son could be the one against Leeds as well with the yeah. open game. Um, and that's all. That's all we have time uh, for. I think before we end, um, it's funny, right? Because every year we say, "I wish you a happy new year," but I genuinely, genuinely mean it this time on behalf of myself and my amigos, my amiga. I think 2020 has been one hell of a year, mentally, physically, emotionally for everybody. And I think for some people, uh, it, it brought some positives as well. We can't deny that. But for, for the countries, for the majority of people, they lost lost a lot of uh, loved ones and there's been a lot of disruptions. Thank you for your support and for listening to us. We get a lot of feedback, which we really enjoy, that this, is, you know, this, this pod makes people laugh and is for us about banter first, as much as we love the game. We're not a stats pod. We talk about stats. We talk about the game. And it means a lot to us that you guys enjoy it. And we bring we bring a smile to your faces. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, stay safe. Um, cherish the loved ones. 
And are we, we really do mean when we say 2020, you can F off right now. And please, 2021, be a bit nicer, a bit better and hopefully safer. So I've been Mars at Mars 05, my amiga Kali at Kali FBL, uh, PJ at Hindu Monkey and the absent Don at the Marble Curse. Thank you again for your support. Please um, like, subscribe, etc. on iTunes. Stay safe. Happy New Year, amigos. Adios.